What up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cardi Dads. In this episode, uh, Emmanuel and I just kind of uh, catch up on some things that we've missed out, you know, the last couple weeks, just because our schedules have been so different. Um, I was able to be lucky enough to go up and race with the Southern Car Club up at Roebling Road. So we got a bunch of friends to try road racing out and go-karts for the first time, and it was an absolute blast. So here's a little bit of a rewind and a recap of what all happened in the weekend and what we have coming up. So guys, I hope you enjoy it. Please continue to share with your friends. Uh, please continue to go to our website at cardydads.com, as well as our Facebook page of Cardi Dads. And we are introducing another segment of what we're doing at jackscarding.com. So please uh, check us out and... Like I said, please continue with your friends and tell them all about it. Thanks, guys. What's up? What's up? Oh, not a whole heck of a lot, man. How you doing? Been real good, brother. Been real good. Oh, man. Um, we've been busy. We haven't talked in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you've you been having your things with work, and I've been having my things with work, and I was able to get a, a weekend of carding out not too long ago. Um, so, yeah, it's that my card's actually probably on its longest streak just sitting around doing nothing that's <laughs> been in a long time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. But you guys had a mega weekend, though. I mean, it had uh, ups and downs, but some pretty, pretty freaking high ups there. Yeah, so we decided to. Um, do a road race with Southern Cart Club um, at Roebling Road. And one thing about about this club, which I'm going to go ahead and give them their shout-outs and get it out of the way, uh, it was a yeah, very buddy. good RAN event. Everything was on time. Uh, drivers' meetings were pretty thorough. Um, I did some things on my own, too, because I didn't know the rules or the, the flow of the uh, way the start is, but um, I have no complaints really on how that whole the whole weekend ran. Got way yeah. more track time than I thought I would, um, but man, it is a rush. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why that you know sixty-seven miles an hour for thirty minutes. You know, done the what is it, two thousand foot backstretch. Um, right. would seem so boring, but holy cow, man, it was, it was adrenaline, man. It was, I, I, I still am like, I'm still out of words for it now, you know? So, uh, yeah. it was all about the draft. If you got out of the draft, you are in trouble and, you know, being in sprint, yes, a draft, you know, you always kind of want to be close to the draft, but I never really realized how much the draft actually helps until two carts go by you and you're the leading cart and you're a sitting duck and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Your RPMs will go from, you know, 5,900 or 6,000 down to about 43 without doing anything besides just two carts pull away from you. Oh my Which, gosh, really? Dude, wow. it was bad. Like, it was bad. And then if you had a cross breeze, like when the crosswind was coming, um, at road length through turn four to hit you on the left, on your right side. Yeah. Man, the cart would get kind of squirrely. And then if you had a head front, like we had a, uh, 
a breeze, you know, coming towards us, going up the hill between seven and eight or eight and nine, however you want to do. Uh, so you have going up the hill with the breeze. Yeah. You're like, holy crap, did my motor just blow up? <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So no. no, it was it was it was really cool. And then if you had the breeze to your back, all of a sudden you thought you know you had you know thirty carts behind you, and your revs you know rev up really fast, and it was cool. It was it was relaxing, but it was uh it was something I really enjoyed, and I definitely will do it again. Definitely. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep up with it. So I think we you mentioned it a little bit in, in the last episode of uh, uh, the podcast with Miss Kelly Smith. Shout out, Kales. <laughs> um, you know, that I, 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 was, I couldn't stop bugging you guys. But I mean, I knew you guys needed to focus. But I just kept like trying to hover while I was away at Sebring. But um, now nah, it was it was so cool. So I mean, before we dig into like the like the races, each one of them and all the awesome shenanigans that happened. That's uh, for those who don't know anything about, you know, roebling or road racing. I mean, like in our circles, we've talked about it, you know, a lot in the last few, few weeks. Um, but let's, let's kind of give a quick background on how LO206 on a road course happens. And then also, I mean, we're talking about roebling road. So roebling road is this two point, Zero two. I'm guessing from my just from my memory. I used to know all the lengths of all the tracks in the southeast because we used to go so much. Yeah, 2.02. Roebling is sweet. How did I remember that? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's problem with being in the tower and race control all the time. Um, so, 2.02 miles. It's got one really awesome long straight. Um, you know, it's it's an it's. I don't know the top speed at the end of the straight is so freaking awesome because it's the fastest of all the tracks that we go to in the southeast besides the daytona um but other faster than that you get done yep faster road atlanta my car would hit 126 127 when i was dialed in at roebling the frs would go all the way to 129 and i would be bouncing off the limiter in, in fifth gear and i wouldn't want to change so the limit on the on the fifth gear with the dry ratio I had was 129, you know. But um, yeah, that's it's an awesome like long front straight. But then the rest of the track is nothing but medium speed turns, and you know that just that cook you. And then the final corner is a high speed turn, but all of it is just twisty, twirly. I mean, it's just a giant blown up go kart track. That's really what it is, you know. Just, yeah, you know, if you if right, you look at the track left, from right, like uh, a satellite view, it looks like an R pin that you would use to hold. Uh, yep. You now your your front uh, a cotter pin or any kind of yeah. bolt. Yeah. Any a uh, hole, any um bolt with a hole in it, just an R pin like that. That's basically what it looks like, just joined at the end. Um, so you, get you that look at straight. it, and you're like, man, this is the easiest track in the world to drive it's just you know sweeping turns well then you get yep. out there and you realize oh crap this is a little bit more technical than i thought it was because all the right. apexes are super late uh yeah yep. if you turn in too early you get washed out really quick and it, it's a very technical turn and you know turn six in the back i'm sorry turn seven okay. in the back is off camber so, yep. you know, that's another wrinkle. And the apex is way on the other side of the turn. So you don't know. If you screw up your entry going into seven there, you are you just 
you've lost all your momentum going off to that long straight too. So it's it's yeah, a technical yeah. track. So in a go kart, it was the line was kind of the same. Um, yeah, I did a lot of the DE line just to see what it would do, and then I did some of the you know the line that I would you know in in my race car, and you know you, pretty much the key is hook up with somebody and don't leave. Just yep. stay on someone's bumper and just go. So yeah, yeah. it was it was a learning it's, it's experience. It's crazy, right? Like, how to I think track. one of the videos, one of the videos showed um, I can't remember who, but uh, it might have been Quincy just dropping back to find drafting help just to catch back up. And it's like it's crazy. Just if you were by yourself, you'd have been there. But as soon as you find some help to draft with, it makes the biggest world of a difference. You know? It's, it's yeah, insane. It's, I, I I was I was just unbelievably shocked because I knew like if I lost a draft I'd be okay right so yeah you know they're doing sixty seven you're doing sixty five ish sixty four you'll you'll catch somebody or somebody will catch you well I didn't realize that you would drop all the way down to the fifties and if you're you know fifty seven fifty eight miles an hour and two cars come by you at sixty five sixty seven they can't they can't slow down to pick you up. They just yeah. keep on going right by you, and you're like, "Son of a gun, this is, this is horrible." <laughs> Talk about no man's land. Oh, yeah, you're in no man's land and road racing is the worst thing ever. Right. It's, it's horrible. So you just yeah. pull on the grid and be like, "I'm done." Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where you need a grid of you know like 50 people, you know, so that no matter what's happening, you know, you kind of you kind of at least have some help. It's kind of why I, the only reason why I really like um, our spec E30 or, you know, any of our spec classes when I, you know, with NASA and stuff is, you know, you just, you don't fall into no man's land very often because the skill level varies a lot. But, you know, you got 30 cars out there. There's a chance that, you know, there's a better chance or a higher chance that you get to run with somebody even when you fall off, you know. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. So, all right. And then, um, so that's the track and, you know, a little bit about that, but. Then how does a CIK LO206 <laughs> meant for sprint um, end up like how did we how does it even work how do we get on a road course with that because I'm sure a lot of people would love like to take their regular sprint cart track to um, sprint cart well, whatever I'm trying to say their sprint carts to a racetrack a big wide open racetrack and drive it so. I know, like, all I know is obviously the class, right? They, they have a class for it. It's called CIKLO206. But what else is there? It's pretty much exactly what it is. So your minimum wheel width has to be 50 inches. From what I read in the rule books, your minimum wheel width or rear wheel width is 50 inches. And the maximum is, like, 55 and an eighth. Okay. Um, your front width could be whatever you need it to be. And it's the same exact motor, same exact axle, um, your hubs, you can use whatever hubs you need, but it's exactly how you would take your cart from the sprint track and just put it on a bigger track. It, the, the only thing that, you know, some, some areas you have to have like an extra, um, like cable on your brake. Um, so, you know, you had to have that, you had to have, you know, uh, clips on your rear axle. If not, you had to drill a hole and put, you know, wire tie through it. Or the um, right safety wire. Yeah, the safety wire. You know, on your headers, safety wire, and your steering wheel uh, nuts and bolts. A safety wire on your brake. I didn't have safety wire on my brakes, so um, actually on the I'm sorry on the uh, disc 
in the on the back. So I drilled four holes, put safety wire through that, and I was good to go. So you take yeah, your cart so- exactly how it is that you do right. at a sprint track, and you just go drop it on the road course and just change your driver and wrist rocket. And yeah, so it sounds like it's, it's basically all the same safety things you would do anyway if you are going to do them. Just now they're they're like required, right? So right. that's really it. So if you do a WKA event, you have to have a racing suit. Like it's mandatory to have a racing suit. And most of us right. didn't. We just had jeans and jackets like we would on sprint. And they said it's the club race, I'll let it go. But if you want to do a WKA event um, or any kind of other you know big sanctions event, you have to have a race suit. And so we <clears throat> definitely by far had the slowest carts on the track, right? So we're turning <laughs> like what, one, one fifty fours, I think. Some other people I were think like you guys one, were like your fastest laps were like one forty nines. Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. And then you know you had some of your two cycles and your lay down carts that were like I don't know one eighteens or something. But one eighteen, that's faster than my E thirty and yeah. faster than my FRS. My FRS best time was a one twenty one point two. So that's three seconds faster. Yeah, oh, they're, wow. they're, they're disgusting. You know, you'll have twin 125s or something like that, or twin 100s, or um, <clears throat> it was it was disgusting. It, so when it comes to body work, and you'll see a lot of um, like gold cup style or, or the you know the full bodies. Uh, yeah. Jim Heinry told us at Daytona having the the nose in the front, the difference between a CIK cart and one with a full body without touching anything is 19 yeah. seconds a lap at Daytona. Wow. That's just on arrow alone. There's no horsepower, yeah. no nothing. So that's how much like drag we have. But back to the, the 206 thing. So you, you kind of get discouraged. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's the slowest cart out there. It's going to be boring. You're going to have popcorn and stuff like that. We had the most carts in class we had our own race because we had that many carts yeah so, so we had 14 carts total um the group that we took had nine of them so that was a plus for us <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know so we had a big camp and everything like that and it was like i said it was a lot of fun and when you're going down the back stretch you'll see like everybody out on the um on the pit wall and people take yeah. pictures, and there's a picture of uh, Jorge throwing up the peace sign as we went by. Yep. And, you know, it's it's cool. It's chill. It's a lot of fun. Um, you have a good amount of time in between runs. So if something does happen, um, you know, you have time to fix it. So Yeah, I think Kelly said that, right, on her, on the podcast, too, which is, which is kind of neat. It's not like a... I think, a, you know, with Sprint, because we have so many, you know, feet, you know practice, practice you know, feature, qualifying feature of final, and you only get, the races are only eight minutes long, at, you know, if anything, right? So you have eight, 10-minute races, uh, even for a 16-lap, you know, feature, or, you know, and 10 minutes goes by really quick, and so by within an hour, you're back, or, you know, an hour and a half, you're back, whereas these races were 30 minutes long, right? So... Yeah, and 30 minutes is a long time. It's a long time. It was yeah. 14, about 14 laps. So 14 yeah, laps so on a I mean, uh, 2.02 mile track compared to 16 laps on a .7 where a, shoot, if you did a WKA, a two-day event, 
for sprint, you're going to be, it's going to cost you more than a road race. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, it's still the same amount of, like, big track time, right? So, like, yeah, 30-minute races, which, you know, to be honest, in our cars, yeah, Southeast and, and Florida, we do a good job where, like, NASA Florida, you know, guys get, you know, two races each day, but, you know, if we grow enough and to where we can only afford to have one race per day because of, you know, two split race groups, you know, you're only getting a 30, 35 minute race in the big car, you know what I mean? And um, Southeast on Sundays, we skip warm up. So it's just qualifying and then race and qualifying is, you know, 15, 20 minutes and the race is about 42, 43 minutes. Yeah. But if you think about that, it's almost the same thing you're doing in the cart. You know, you have a 30 minute race out there and then if there are four or five, even six classes, you're getting two hours, you know, two hours in between two to three hours versus you know, in a regular sprint, uh, you know, event where you just have, you know, maybe 40, 45 minutes if they're only like the same six classes. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's so just yeah, like the same, could, same uh, the argument value. with autocross. You know, people pay $50, $60 to go run four to six, you know, 52 second, you know, runs through the cones. I'm not, no, hey, I did too. the autocross for a long time until I found road racing in, with NASA and now. Anyways, so um, weekend shenanigans. You brought that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One thing I did not Cut expect was a lot of shenanigans, and we can probably owe all that to the Ruiz brothers with Miguel and Jorge. Well, mainly, pretty much just Miguel. Um, <laughs> uh, those two guys. I mean, they made the weekend for everybody. Um, so the way that we camped was. We had um, Dad's coach, so we parked it along the backstretch. We went parallel with the backstretch. Um, Quincy drove up forward in front of Dad's coach, and uh, Jorge pulled up next to Quincy. So we set up three ten by ten tents, like along the distance of the or like alongside of the coach. So we had all our tables, tools, all the cars inside that. And then John Morris parked next to Jorge and Scott parked next to John Morris. So, like, we had, like, that whole block. So, and NASA, when you go into get in grid, starting from that gate corner all the way down was pretty much ours. So, nice. we had a huge wide open area. We had, like, our own bathrooms and everything there because nobody wants to park that far away. I'm like, that's cool. Um, but, no, we had our own party and everything. So, between the... Miguel and his doing it for Dale and Jorge with threatening to cut everybody's seals if you lost. <laughs> it was a, a really, really good time. And, you know, Quincy's a pretty quiet guy. And we got Quincy even talking trash. And no way. It was, yeah, it was, man, it was a hoot. It was just, all you did all day long was race. And I'm glad that the Ruiz brothers came. You know, not only because, you know, they bailed me out big time, but they just made the weekend worth it. You know, anytime, like, you were getting frustrated or something, there was always a joke. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's, that to me, it, it was, it was a good time. I mean, I don't know really how else to explain it because it's so much different than what I thought it was going to be. Well, I, I could tell everybody right now that the whole group enjoyed it and loved it so much that... We've got, let's see, three events, no, four events, right, still scheduled. So we have 
uh, Ocala this weekend, Maxis next weekend, then December 8th is Ocala again, and then the next WKA event is uh, December 28th. Everybody's talking about, like we've done our small due diligence and talked about Ocala, which is this coming weekend, but in our group, our Jack's Carding group, the big focus right now is all on the next WKA road racing event at Daytona, which is, you know, it says something. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly, you know, um, think any of us has any alliance to WKA. I mean, what you know, Jeff is doing now at WKA seems like it's heading in the right direction. But mm-hmm. you no, know, we're not going to WKA because we want to go to WKA necessarily. But I think the whole group has has gone like, yeah, this road racing thing was awesome. We had a blast. Let's do it again and. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a few things going on, but I am definitely leaning, leaning very highly towards, um, making the event, even if I'm, I can't be there to, to race or commit to it, just being there like, you know, for a couple of hours each day, cause it's only an hour and, and 50 minutes from, from me. So, um, it's only an hour and like 20 from you. So, yeah, yeah. um, just like booking it down there and spending some time and hanging out, um, you know, either, you know, one of the long afternoons and then the next day or in the evenings, or even if I have to just bring the kids down just to watch the finals and the races, whatever it may be, like, you know, I, if I can race it, I'll definitely consider it. But, um, yeah, it might, be, it might be a little too expensive for me right now looking at all the stuff I have to get done in December as well and vacations and I got to take a trip to Ghana and a bunch of things, so. I may have to kind of check that, but we'll see, man. I'm, I'm stoked that the group had so much fun and I was so bummed I couldn't be there and I can't wait for the, the next one I can be at for sure. You know? Yeah. So, uh, we kind of have a new thing going on, um, right now with, uh, passing our friends. So the little shenanigans <laughs> that we played all weekend long is anytime you pass somebody from our group, you yeah. just gave a little love tap to the motor and you just keep on driving yeah. right by them. So all weekend, all we did is every time we passed somebody, we just tapped the motor and they would just drive them people insane because there's nothing you could do. <laughs> like you can't, you could try to side draft a little bit, but, um, right. You know, uh, like for instance, in the, in the final race on uh Sunday, uh, Miguel started P1, John Morris was P2, I was P3. And then we had like four guys and then it was Quincy then Miguel was last. Miguel and Scott were last. And Miguel, for some reason, could get such a good start that he would team up with Quincy. And then those two pushing were fast. And so I told Miguel, whoever has a better start off the line, or I'm sorry, I told Jorge, whoever gets a better start off the line, the other person just tucks in. And so he had a better start than me. I tucked it with him. We're going through turn four. Um... Engines are up to speed, and out of the corner of my eyes, I see Quincy's cart. And then here comes Miguel. And Miguel and Quincy are both tapping the motors. They go right by us. And you can see Jorge's (laughs) head keeps on looking over at him. You know, look over, go straight. And you can see that inside of his helmet. I wish we had, like, a video (laughs) of him inside of his helmet. Because I knew he was just (laughs) furious. And uh, they they went from, you know pretty much last all the way up to the front within, you know, a half a lap. And when those two hooked up, I mean, they were awesome. really fast. But yeah, so when we cut it to Ocala, I've already told um, Miguel, because I'm going to run seniors as well. But yeah. But, um, that when I go buy them, I am definitely patting the motor 100%. <laughs> nice. 
So, uh, but Man. yeah, um, I actually, uh, I had a catastrophe there, and um, the same turn that cost me thousands of dollars uh, with NASA and comp school was the same turn that <laughs> cost me another thousand of dollars in carding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I blew the, yeah, I blew the motor up, and um, like I sat there. And inside, I was just, I was crying, you know, like inside my head, I'm right. like, no, not again. This is the same turn. I hate that berm. I hate that corner station. I hate that spot of grass. Like, I, it was just a replay in my mind. It's like, this is why I didn't come. Like, this is like <laughs> one thing I didn't want to come to Robley. It was just for this. And it was, you know, the, uh, the practice, the second practice, which we missed the first, but it was a second practice on the second lap. On Saturday, and here I am, paid for that Saturday just, that and Sunday. That sounds so familiar, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, you know, not again. And my dad, I could see him in the pit wall, and he saw everybody else come by, and I didn't. And, oh, dude, my stomach dropped. But then watching, you know, the guys come around, and you know, you could tell uh, just by the way they they were driving that they were having a lot of fun. So I pulled into the pits. I got a tow, and. um they're like, hey, man, what happened? And I'm like, motor's gone. And the brothers are like, oh, man, it's just a seal. It, it, or it's just like a gasket. Hopefully it's just a gasket. It's a gasket. You know, I have another gasket. We can replace it and get you going. I'm like, dude, there's no compression. So dad's like pulling the cord. There's no compression whatsoever. So we open everything up. And where I blew the block out was underneath the cover, the top cover. So you couldn't see the holes. Right. Um until like we took everything apart, we took the head apart, we took everything apart. And sure enough, so Jorge, who lives in Savannah, is like, dude, I got a motor right down the street, and I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you could just use it, and it's it's fine, you know, just run it for the rest of the weekend. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be back. Well, the thing with Roebling is Roebling, when you leave the track, you can only enter and leave in between races. You can't come as free as you yeah, want. Yeah, like, let's let's actually explain that a little bit. So for those who don't know Roebling, because this is a weird concept. So Roebling Road Raceway is actually an official Roebling Road. It's like the front straight we talked about. This long straight is considered an actual road. It has, it has a, a marking and a sign and everything. So basically, to you know, you come to this road, you cross this road, and then on the other side of the road is this property right and then the track goes basically from that front straight and you know comes around so if there is anything happening on track if there are cars going they're coming across the front straight and that front straight the start finish line is basically at where the road crosses so if you you know if a session is on they close the gates to the tracks you know so you can't cross and cross the main road so yeah second you leave you know, and there's a hot track, you cannot cross that front straight to get back into the paddock. And there's no way, like, to drive around the track to get to the other side of the paddock. It's a one-way dead-end kind of road, you know? Yeah, it was... So. Yeah. Um, so, Jorge leaves at lunch, and lunch was from 11 to 12. And Jorge's like, yeah, I'm right down the street, like, 10 minutes away. I said, okay, so he could be there and back, we'll cook lunch. You know, eleven thirty, eleven forty. He should be back. Well, it's starting to get like eleven forty, and there's nothing. So Miguel tries calling me, doesn't answer. I'm sending him messages. He's like, "Dude, I'm like fifteen minutes away." I'm like, "Dude, the track's about to be closed in ten. He's like, "Ah, oh, that's right. I'll make it." 
I look over at Miguel. I'm like, Miguel, he says he's still you know, 15 minutes out. And he goes, oh, I probably forgot to tell you that my brother's not re- very reliable on time. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, now I'm like starting to panic and get frustrated a little bit. Just because, the, I don't know, I wasn't like frustrated, but the way the schedule was, was from 12 to 12.15 were like mini Swift or like kids carts. And then from 12.15 to 12.20, no, 12.15 to 12.35, it was like a 20-minute race for a novice class, and then it was us. So if he came in after the kids race, there's no way in heck that we can get this motor put back together. And uh, so sure enough, here comes a guy coming through the track, and they um, have all the flags up. Um, oh, boy. They had they had the flags Here up, and uh, a, a truck comes in, and the guys like, you know, they they stop it and they let him in. So there's like a little crossing arm, right? So they had they open up the crossing arm, and then as soon as they put the crossing arm down, you can see Jorge coming with that big old diesel going around the corner, and then Jorge's like pleading his case. He's like, "Hey, I have a motor in here for the next race. I got to get across. Please let me go. Please, please, please." And sure enough, they told him no at first, but then he's like pointing at the motor. He's like, I have to get this across before, you know, in, before the next race. So they let him go. And when they let him go, man, the brothers, they, they pushed everybody else out of the way. They said, oh, we got this. Let's put it together, man. They put that thing together. And um, sure enough, man, me and Jorge got hooked up. And if it wasn't for our leaving the flag too early um, issue, um, <laughs> <laughs> oops. We yeah uh, we we would have run, won the race, um, but I did run out of gas in the final turn on the final lap. So he would have won. I would have been stuck in the dirt again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again. But um, dude, that's still man such such awesome fun. Like from everything I saw, and if we try to go into the details of everything, we'd probably do like a two-hour show just on you know everything that happened. But um, so motor was gone, blew the block, blew hole in the block. Um, you know, Jorge and Migs put work in, got you back on track, and then, um, you know, Sunday was um, what? What was Sunday like? Um, Sunday was a good day. Uh, Scott actually came up Saturday and watched, and so uh, we all kind of shamed him into why dare you come up here without a cart? Because he just yeah, got pressure. His- <laughs> he just got his cart in the mail literally like four hours before he got up here uh, <laughs> to the race. So um, we shamed him to bring it up, and he brought the cart up, and Miguel and Jorge, they hopped on that cart not knowing anything about it. They put that thing together, got it up and running, and he made uh, the first practice. And we had a six-cart draft between all of us guys. Um, and that was very scary, a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think I want to do it again, but yeah, (laughs) no, I was in the middle. So I was getting, you know, freaking hit from the back and then I'd hit John Morris in the front and my car's just going constantly back and forth. I almost wheel hopped John a few times and I pulled out and said like, nah, no, I'm going home to see my kids. So, um, No, I'm not doing any of this. But when it came to the race, uh, my head bolts got loose again, and I just lost. I lost power. 
Uh, Quincy's head gasket, I think, started a leak. He lost power. John Morris lost a draft. Um, so he pulled in. Scott kind of went to no man's land, but somehow got hooked back up with a slower group, and he took the slower group up to a faster group, and he finished, nice. I think, six, but he dropped all the way down to, like, 10th or something, and they, he, man, he had that thing going, and uh, Miguel and Jorge just, they checked out, and it was, it was cool to watch those two boys, you know, they're, they're brothers or whatever, and they're our friends, um, but do their, their cards, I don't know what lessons, what, what they Googled or whatever, but they had their cards dialed in, and I don't think any cart could have caught them. I don't right. know like, if me and Quincy hooked up or whatever to try to pass them. I don't think so because once they got you know hooked up and yeah, dude, they they took off. It was it was crazy to see the distance that they put on the whole field. It was bad. <laughs> they were so fast, <laughs> and you know, so they they'd go down the back stretch, and uh, Miguel forgot to tighten up uh, Jorge's side pod, so it came off like right at the checker finish line. So they brought oh, the debris wow. to us. So the next time they went by, Quincy's holding up uh, Jor- uh, Jorge's uh, side pod. And I'm doing like the old WCW Scott Hall like point. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so like but uh, Jorge looks down and he's all ticked off and he starts flagging Miguel off and then the next time it comes around, freaking Quincy shows him a nipple or something like that. Like we just joked the whole time. I mean yeah, it sucked that we were out of the race, but, you know, our boys had fun, and that that's what it was about. I mean, I just can't – like, I couldn't ask for a better group of guys that we met just through karting and through the podcast alone on the group that we had just and the help that they gave. It was insane. Like, you know, we used to ask ourselves all the time, would we help people out like this with a motor or, you know, here, take my cart and ride it without knowing anybody – but for yeah. you know what all the guys did, like Quincy offered us to to take out the shifter cart. Uh, you know the brothers asked, you know, offered for everything. Quincy actually supplied the brothers with tires. On top of that, so I mean, it was just it was crazy. Like it was something that just didn't seem natural, kind of. But at the same time, it's like okay, we're all like now one big family. That this is how we're doing it. So with ending in the Roebling. Um, discussions about having a good time the same group of people uh we just met up with you know a few days ago here at jacksonville at 103rd just for like a powwow so that i mean that's that that goes to show like you know getting the carter community together can actually go you know a pretty far way so it's it was cool to see i mean we didn't take our carts on saturday because uh you, know, you didn't have time to put yours together. Um, Jorge needed his motor back to go down to Homestead. So we just went up there. We took our kids with us to go meet up with everybody. And you know, Quincy and Kelly are two hours west of 103rd. Jorge is two hours north of 103rd. And everyone else kind of lives in the Jacksonville area. So it was cool to see Scott out right, there. But, and but it's Steven. Jacksonville. Everybody's, everybody's 45 minutes away, by the way, from yeah. each other but it's that's Jacksonville. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, um, we helped them out with anything, you know, they needed help with. Uh, 
you know, and then we all made plans to go down to Ocala and, you know, we already kind of registered our spots down there and we're going to have a pretty big uh, group down there for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been awesome, man. I mean, it's just, you know, this is what you and I have been wanting from day one and, you know, we, we know what that looks like, right? Having been around, you know, NASA and, and all that and it's... I mean, like, we're obviously we're clearly like Jack's carting now. Jack's carting is finding its its footing, right? Like, we're all a group of guys who congregate, you know, in this area, and we want to help people get to know carting and become better, um, you know. But the most important thing, which gets missing, and you alluded to that a little bit when you said, you know, it's almost unnatural. But it's this paradigm shift that we've always talked about. You know, people in competition, it's tough to you know keep friends and and have a great time in competition because. You always put competition first, but for everything that we stand for and what we're about, none of us are chasing anything bigger than what we have now. Yes, we want to be faster and want to, you know, get fast, you know, and want to beat each other on track. But outside of the actual race, dude, we're just a couple of guys who are out there to hang out and we haven't seen each other for a while because we all have our, you know, separate lives. And there just happens to be a race breaking out at the same time we're hanging out. So we just go hop in and go have some fun on track, but nothing comes, you know, above the, the actual main goal is to have a damn good time. And sometimes the racing might just suck, but amongst the people, as long as the focus is having a damn good time, everything will be, you know, peachy. So it's pretty awesome. Like seeing it, especially since like for Robling, I wasn't there, but I was seeing everything happen. And I'm like, you know, it's like that moment where you're like, oh, my God, this is the dream. Like, I want, I want to be there so badly right now because that's the dream. That's the sort of environment that everybody who enjoys the sport, you know, from like not from the win. Only one guy is going to win. Even second place is just first loser. So only one guy is going to win. Right. And that guy may have the best day of everybody because he won. But for everybody who else who shows up, if you're not going to win, the best thing you can ask for is to have an amazing time spending your time and dollars right to go engage in this hobby what you really want is fun so it's pretty pretty amazing i'm i'm stoked i can't wait to like get to hang out with the boys again and then oh occasionally right we'll we'll go out on track and and, and have some shenanigans there too so it's pretty pretty awesome like shout out to all the guys man you're killing it can't wait to can't wait to drive with you guys and um have some fun and hopefully you know, some people who are on the fence, who are within the area, if you listen to this, you know, this show sometime later and you just find out about us, don't hesitate to reach out, man. We'd love to have you. This is what we're about, having fun first. And then, um, you know, there happens to be some competition with carding, you know? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't put it in better words than what you said. So, um, yeah, with this weekend coming up, we will be in Ocala Grand Prix. Um, some of us will be running two classes. Some of us will only be running one, but it doesn't matter. Um, there are, I think there's going to be about eight of us or so, and um, yeah, I think then the, the following weekend, um, on the what's the seventeenth, I think, is Buddy Long is bringing his Maxis Cup, uh, back to 103rd, and this actually looks like it's going to be a super huge event from what it sounds like. Um, hopefully it will be, but yeah, we'll have our uh, kind of Jack's Carding Group tents all set up, and so uh, yeah, if you listen to the podcast and. You know, want to meet us or or have any questions? You know, please just come see us. We are, you know, doors open to anybody. For sure, man. Cool. 
Alright, well, let's wrap this one up and uh, let's uh, start planning uh, for Ocala and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have a, a really good show to, uh, to tell everybody about how awesome Ocala was. Oh yeah, can't wait. So, everybody, take it easy. Um, enjoy your holidays coming up. Enjoy the cool weather, if you have cool weather. If you're up north and you have snow all the time, uh, I apologize. In Florida, <laughs> we don't have that. <laughs> we don't have off-season of carding. Um, but, no, it's uh, thanks again for listening to the show and continue to spread the word. And hopefully, uh, you know, we'll meet up uh, with a bunch of guys. So, you guys take it easy and uh, enjoy your weekend. See ya. Peace out. Awesome.